Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. Are you ready? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another great episode of Mike's Mystery Mansion. I am your host, Mike, and today we have a very special guest, uh, TJ Hodder, the creator of uh, The Dread Files and the host of The Hodder Show. What's up, brother? What's up, man? How's it going, man? You finally connected, huh? Yes, yeah, it's uh, it's great to talk to you, dude. And I mean, I'm excited, and thank you so much for even inviting me on, man. It's a it's a pleasure. I've had a chance to kept check out a couple of your shows, and I really enjoy them. So the fact that you know this this uh, humble podcaster from Canada is on Mike's Mystery Mansion is pretty exciting for me. Yeah, man. Now I'm glad to have you on. I was listening to your podcast. Uh, I, I listened to your podcast. I was listening to it today, um, and I was going through some of your episodes. Um, and you know they're pretty good you know and i was re reading some of your stories on reddit and they're also pretty good as well oh thank um, you i really appreciate that well how, how did the whole dread files get started um so it's funny the um and this is the first time i'm really talking about this so this is kind mm -hmm. of fun for me it's interesting because with the dread files that was to to go back i've always had a fascination with horror story narrations it's something that i've always really loved to and wanted to try and do and then i fell in love with the audio drama podcast world like the gray rooms scp archives things like that so my goal was i wanted to eventually create a new audio drama podcast as its own thing that was basically kind of like had like a supernatural kind of edge to it right so I came up with the concept of it's the dread files. It's this person who's sharing stories from encounters they've had working for basically a paranormal crime unit. And I was like, okay, cool. I have this idea. There's going to be like a story, a base storyline where it's kind of like you'll come into the episode and the narrator and the host will be like telling some kind of a story about themselves. And then you'll actually get a full-on story, kind of almost like a uh, like a horror anthology type of thing, right? So I created the Dread Files on Reddit mostly so that I could find stories to... So I could, like, you know, find a story, message the author and say, hey, I love the story. Could I use it for this podcast? That was my full intentions of doing it. I had never had any desire to write or anything like that. English, I'm... English language is my first language, but barely. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not a... <laughs> like, I'm not... Oh, not what that. other languages do you, speak, uh, do you speak? What other languages? Oh, that's it. Just English. Mm. I was just... I, that was a poor oh, okay. attempt at a joke on my part. Yeah, I just... <laughs> I'm not a very... Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a... I'm a dumb redneck from a small town. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm, I'm not uh, an English major or anything like that. So... I never had any inkling or desire to write or anything like that. And so when I got on Reddit, I realized very quickly within that writer's community, you can't, if you just message them and say, Hey, can I narrate your story? They get that all the time. So it's almost like, it's like, yeah, sure. Go for it. Whereas like, I wanted to build some kind of a relationship with them because I was maybe potentially looking for writers to be involved with it. So I was like, the best way for me to do this is to just throw a story up, have them tear it to shreds and then be like, okay, this is why I need help. Will you help me? 
basically. That was my plan. So I threw up a the first story I ever wrote. I basically had a random thought of something. And 10 minutes later, I had a story I posted. Didn't really give it much thought. Mm-hmm. And I had quite a few people actually message me on Reddit and say, like, that's one of the most beautiful stories I've ever read. And I'm like, what? Like, no. Like, they're like, dude, is that true? Did that really happen? Oh, my God, this is so freaky, but it's, like, beautifully written. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, no, this is not my thing. Like, I'm a podcaster. Like, that's not what I do. And just I realized from there, I I guess I have something. And I just since then have been writing stories and I, I don't give it much thought i don't like to a lot of writers will they'll do you know draft one draft two draft three i just kind of do one draft let it sit for a few days read it over again edit and then throw it up and that's kind of what i've been doing now for six months and i've had some definitely have had some misses i think personally but considering i've been doing it for six months i've had some really wonderful feedback and <laughs> that's pretty much the whole story of it really it's that's uh, awesome uh what subreddit were you posting on were you posting on like a no, no sleep subreddits or yeah so i was i started on the scary stories reddit because i knew that the no sleep reddit moderators were rightfully so very for lack of a better term kind of anal about what they let on their site like it was very specific things that they wanted right so I didn't think I I knew I wasn't gonna be able to handle a lot of people saying no this isn't good enough no this isn't good enough for everything I put up and I was worried that was gonna be the case so I didn't really start to post on no sleep until I wrote my one story that like was the biggest story I ever wrote which is very it's a very modest story and everything but it's just it was the first time I posted on no sleep and like you know I think it was like 800 upvotes or something like that which for me i was like what the hell is going on like (laughs) so yeah that's crazy i started posting on that and i mean you know i had some really nice chats with the moderators because obviously you know the first time you put up a story you think is pretty good and they pull it down and say basically this is garbage don't put it up uh for for you know lack of a better term it's like i was pretty upset and i was like yo like i think the story is all right and they're like it's got good pieces but you gotta like, what else is happening here? Like, how is this person telling their story? And then yeah. I was like, because, like, they die at the end. So they're like, how are they getting this story out? And I was like, oh. And, like, so from there now, I mean, we got a pretty good rapport, I think, now at this point. I, I post all, all the time on the No Sleep. I post on Scary Stories a lot. Um, I've had some really great success with the Scary Stories subreddit. Um the creepy pasta Reddit I pop on once in a while, but what got me more than anything was after a, a chat I had with a great moderator uh, for No Sleep, where it was a bit of a heated discussion, because what I found out for me personally was while I was writing, I had two series that I've done, and please, if, if at any point you want me to just shut, no, up, man, keep talking, please talking. let me know yeah. because, like I said before, I'll just. I'll go all day. <laughs> Keep going, bro. Um, I was listening to the, 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 the man in the mirror, the one you had, you had it up on your podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Man, that was such a good story, man, from beginning to I end. appreciate that, dude. I really did. That was a really special one. And the way it was, was narrated and the sound effects, man, it was good. It was captivating. And it's not it's not an easy thing to do. Not everyone could just pick up a microphone and do it. You know, you have to mm-hmm. think it through and you have to, you know, know how you're going to emphasize your certain words. And I mean, that's mm-hmm. oh, for sure. That's the such the cool thing for me, I think, with the fact that, you know, I wrote these stories. I know how they sounded in my head because I write how I speak and a lot of people would say that's not proper. You know, I'm famous for, I've been made fun of it a couple of times where I do the whole like dot, dot, dot thing like all the time in my stories. And people are like, that's not proper English. And I'm like, I don't care. That's how I want you to read it. So that's how you're reading it. Like, you know what I mean? Um, But just the the one thing I wanted to make sure I I got in as far as uh, where I post uh, for subreddits is after I had this chat with this uh, no sleep moderator, I realized that I had these little side stories I wanted to tell that weren't appropriate for no sleep. It was like almost like backstories to something that was going on in a series I had called, um, why am I going to draw a blank on my own shit right now? Oh my goodness. Uh, it lives in the ceiling was a, a series I wrote and had a lot of fun doing and that was when I, I started exploring with I call them redacteds which is basically like little side stories but I couldn't post them on no sleep because they weren't necessarily horror content per se so they kept pulling them off and I'm like I want to tell these stories like there's more going on here and these and he said dude like you should make your own subreddit and post them there I saw, that. I saw that that's pretty good yes and that's where the Dreadfile subreddit was born and it's quickly grown into a pretty cool thing. And I'll post stuff on No Sleep, which is definitely my main. Anyone who has read my stuff at all, if you're watching this, hi, how's it going? Um, you, you probably found me on No Sleep. That's the main place I, I post. But then also, if you follow my account from there, if I post up, say, uh, probably the most recent one I did it with. Um, that had quite a bit of people check it out was uh i i what the hell was the i don't know why i'm drawing a blank on all my stuff right now this always happens to me anytime i talk about my own stuff um i think my girlfriend's dog is possessed was a story i wrote that had i I, a lot of people messaged me about saying how much they loved it but i told the bulk of the story it ended on a bit of a cliffhanger and then i had two other parts i needed to tell but i knew i couldn't post them on no sleep so that was when a lot of people discovered my my subreddit and it's just a place where i can basically post whatever i want i can post any kind of content like i'm going to post this interview obviously of course once it's like up live on youtube like you know it's a really fun little community and a lot of people i do it all in character too which is something a lot of people really enjoy about the the dread files content is if you message me asking a question about the story i will respond in character that's awesome. unless <laughs> unless it's something i can't respond you know like i'm not going to sit here in character and pretend i'm you know this uh, this person or anything but like that's something that a lot of people really enjoy about uh, the dread files and it makes it fun for me it's a fun outlet and it's an excuse for me to talk about my fears basically <laughs> some of your voice kind of changes when you narrate the stories as well huh yeah, that's something that I, you know, like I've been podcasting for 
uh, actually almost six years now. And obviously doing like, I, I mostly do an interview podcast. That's what I do. But like I said, I've always had a fascination with voice narration and voice acting. And that's something that I've always kind of like low key flirted with, you know what I mean? Like I've always wanted to make that next step to really start trying to do it. And over the years I've tried to do like every Halloween, I usually do a narration of some kind, but this past year with doing content from the dread files, I just, I really took it to that next level where I tried to, you know, like the voice I use for the host narration is it's basically my speaking voice tuned down. Like I speak differently. I have to have a certain tea concoction to make that happen. And I don't have that today, but, uh, and then, you know, in the narrations, I actually, instead of doing what I used to do, where I would talk with that kind of low growly voice throughout the whole episode, I actually tried to act a little bit, <laughs> which, you know, I use that term loosely, but the fact that you said you enjoyed the, um, the face in the mirror is not my own story with the man in the mirror and everything. Uh, I appreciate that because that was one that I couldn't not read that story in that silly accent. I don't know why. I kept like, there's a face in the mirror, mom. I don't know why I couldn't not read it like that. And I was like, man, people are going to shred me for this because it's so silly. But I actually had a couple of friends who are from down south and they said, dude, you know what? Like, wasn't that bad. We've heard worse. And I was like, yay. <laughs> the thing about that story was, you know, because you didn't, you, you didn't know if it was him having a mental breakdown or if it was actually him experiencing something paranormal I think that was you know like you're just kind of engaged in, in the whole thing like you know you don't know what's gonna happen you don't know if it's you know it's in his own head or it's you know or it's actually uh something that's really happening to him yeah well and that's the thing too like it's you know all of the stuff I write it's based on a legitimate fear I have of some kind or at some point I've gone oh wouldn't it be freaky if this happened because for me, up until basically the last couple of years, I've hated everything and relates to horror. I was never a fan of anything like that. I scare myself really easily. I have what I like to call a hyperactive imagination. I do so, I scare yeah. myself easily as well. <laughs> so, like the other day, I, I was in this room, right? And I turn on the, the lab and I go and I, and I go to sit down on the computer. It was like two days ago, dude. And then... The light flickered and turned back and, and turned off. It didn't flicker, but it made a clicking noise when you turn off the, you know, like somebody actually mm -hmm. turned it off and spooked me. I, I, I literally ran upstairs. <laughs> I feel like, that. I literally just ran. <laughs> I couldn't face it. You know, everything they tell you you're supposed to do, like, you know, don't be afraid. I did the opposite. I just literally ran right away. Oh, yeah. No, I do the same thing, dude. Like, it's <clears throat> that's what's so funny about the fact that, like, people who know me in real life, like, when I, announced the dread files project officially this past like this past month a lot of people were like wait what like you hate this stuff and i'm like not anymore <laughs> like and you know like the the face in the mirror is not my own story is literally based on the fact that there are sometimes where i have in the past had a fear of it's called um i believe it's called spectrophobia or something of that nature where I'm sometimes afraid to look in a mirror because I'm afraid I'm going to see something else other than my own reflection. And that's wow. something that I've on and off. Sometimes it'll like freak me out for a second. 
like especially if i'm in a place that i've never been before and i like see a mirror and i'm like slowly going like you know what i mean like i don't know why it always trips me out so i'm like let's make that into a story and is this guy having a mental breakdown is something else going on it's you crazy man there's something about mirrors that are super scary especially at night when like all the lights are off like it is super scary because you know what they say about mirrors is like it's you know like another dimension you know but at the same time mirrors doesn't hide anything you know it show, shows you all your flaws and shows you all you know it shows you everything you know like mirrors never gonna lie so exactly and that's again that's all tied into a lot of people have a fear of mirrors and you know the whole them being a, a gateway and everything and like it's I think that's why that story was so it resonated with a lot of people because it was just I think a lot of people have had that fear at one point or another where it's like they've been freaked out by a mirror being placed somewhere weird or something like that you know yeah definitely what's your favorite story that you've written so far like what's the one you say in your head that you know this one's the best one this one's this one just killed it hmm. like your personal favorite that's really tricky because I I was thinking about this the other day and <clears throat> for me I think damn that's a really hard and good question <laughs> I think for me there's a story I wrote that I keep going back to and wanting to elaborate on more but like, I think it's really nice where I left it off. And it was mostly because of where I was when I wrote it, I think, as to why it's one of, it's definitely, I don't know if it's my favorite. I think my favorite has to be the first one I wrote, um, which is it's called It's Always Watching Me. Because so many people have, it, it was my first story. It's a really, it's a story that, like I narrated as well for my my podcast. And it's something that, it really has a special place in my heart because of how it was my first kind of foray into this world. And so many people have like dissected that story to be like, is it about this? Is it about this? And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like I have a psychologist friend who was like, dude, like, is this like about like depression and like stuff? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's just a, story about a monster dude like what do you you know what i mean like it's not but apparently it really resonates with a lot of people when they read it like they're like it's this really beautifully written story and i'm like cool i wrote it in my car on break like that's kind of cool you know what i mean like yeah so i think that's one but th there's there's one story that i wrote very recently and it was a really hard one to write, but it was an idea I had that I needed to get out because I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And it's actually one that, again, it's definitely the most popular one I've put up recently. Um, it's been narrated by, like, I think seven different YouTubers at this point. Wow, Shout out to all dope. you guys because they all killed it. But just, like, all these people messaged me and were like, I need to narrate this. And I'm like, shit, okay. Like, I, th I thought it was... When I put it up, it was it's it's written very strange, so I didn't think it, and it was a pretty intense story. I didn't think it was going to resonate with people a lot, but apparently it did, and it's called uh, "She Won't Stop Screaming," 
Mm, I'll read and, that one just right before we got on. Oh, really? Okay, so that one was really weird to write because as if you read it, you know how that character is and it was weird to get myself in that headspace because I was like, I, I want to tell this story because it's really actually a, a cool story because of how it ends, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the bad guy gets their comeuppance and everything, and it's very different from what I usually write. But I was like, man, there's some kind of messed up moments in that story where, like, I had to think, like, okay, if I was the biggest piece of shit on the face of the earth, how would I react in this moment? And, like, for me to just sit right here where I am now and just put myself in that headspace was very, and it's the first time I've really been, I think I've actually affected by something I wrote. Just like I, it definitely took me probably a, a couple hours to kind of come down from that. Cause it was such a, and it, I don't know if it comes off like that, but like it was such an intense experience for me just cause like that is so, far removed from who I am as a human being. Like, it's just like everything else. I can pretty much put myself in that mindset. You know what I mean? Like I can picture myself as the person who's telling this story, but that was different because of just how, you know, uh, how the story is and everything. Now, do you kind of get like a, like a certain rush when you're writing, like kind of like a writer's eye? Cause I, I, I write comics. So I have two comics um, and you know, I definitely, I'll send you the, the names of the comics. Oh, please do. Yeah, that's awesome. But I have two comics, and then, uh, you know, I understand what you mean, because, you know, super dark scenes in some of them, like, there's a scene where, where the dad gets, it's like uh, these boys, right, that, that grew up, like, in the hood, and, you know, they, they get bullied by the cops, and basically, you know, gang members and everything, uh, but they finally start standing up for themselves. But anyways, there's a scene where their dad gets, like, his head like decapitated and i'm like man, yeah. like that took me a while to process but at the same time i'm writing it you know and i'm like man this is this is such you know this is such a crazy scene but you know you got to put yourself in, in the in the mindset of the villain like what would the villain do to get his message across like what would the yes. bad guy do like to really sh shake people up like mm -hmm. and yeah it takes a while for you to actually come down from it you know, like sometimes you just have that idea in your head and you have to just get it out somehow. Yeah. And that's something that, um, that's really cool, by the way. Like that's the off. Definitely be sure to send them to me. Um, <clears throat> so I'd love to check them out, but that's something that definitely is, I can relate to like when you're just like, I, I, I find for me, like, you know, I'll be like the level of what I do compared to like writing a comic or writing a story like a novella or something like that. Like I consider that to be very different things. Like what I do is just like a fun little, you know what I mean? Like I, I think it's a really different world and I don't like to say like, Oh, I'm a writer or stuff like that. Cause it's like, I write for Reddit. Come on. Like that's not, that's, you know, I mean, it, some people say, Hey man, it's pretty hard to get on no sleep sometimes. And I'm like, once you figure out the formula, it's really not. Um, but like, getting yourself into the mindset of a victim of something crazy that's happening, I think is maybe a little easier than putting yourself in the mindset of someone who's doing this crazy thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a fun thing to write. Um, yeah, it's fun, man. I mean, sometimes you just kind of get those ideas out and 
sometimes they're just in your head and you kind of get like a relief once once it's out and once you know i'm sure you get that too once the story's out oh yeah once it's out oh, of your yeah. head you can move on to the next thing and you clear the space in your head yeah i was actually um every year my friends and I go to my buddy's uh, grandparents' cottage. It's this beautiful cottage out way up north, secluded, no cell service. Like, it's just freaking paradise, right? And I said to myself, the second I got there, I put my phone away and I just went, I'm not doing any podcast stuff. I'm not writing. I'm not doing anything. I'm just unloading this weekend. And damn it. <laughs> like, now, ten minutes first later, day. <laughs> Sorry? 10 minutes later, you pick up the phone. Dude, like the next day I was walking in the lake and like there was this weird cold spot that just like, I don't know, it just like triggered me so hard. And I was like, hey man, what if like, and then I was like, that's it. And I tried to fight it. I fought it for the whole day. And next thing you know, I'm sitting off on my own. I'm, mind you, I was also hammered, so this probably didn't help. I'm sitting there, and my buddy's like, what's up? Like, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just sitting here, and he's like, you got an idea, don't you? I'm like, yeah, I do. And I sat there for like two hours just unloading this story, and it's called, uh, they say there's a man who lives in the lake. And with that story, I wrote the backstory of the man of the lake, and that was like a four hour process. And it's this really actually kind of a sappy romantic backstory. That's kind of silly, but then it ends like really freaking not good and messed up. So it's almost like it kind of gives you sympathy for this ghostly entity that lives in the lake and is killing people. But like he has a pretty good reason. So it's like, I think I always go back to that uh, that story. So I I, th I think it's got to be if I had to pick one, as far as like, as far as like a character that I created, like the backstory. I think it's got to be the man of the lake. In um, they say there's a man who lives in the lake. I think that's that's got to probably be my favorite. I think as of right now, yeah, maybe it changes. I haven't read that one yet, but. And don't be surprised if Netflix comes knocking on your door. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, th the thing is, is all of this stuff that I'm writing, the end goal is and always has been from day one that this is going to be the content I'm going to use for the Dread Files audio drama podcast. So eventually all of this stuff is going to be full audio drama voice acted productions with multiple voice actors and stuff. So like, that's kind of the end game at this point. I'm just, instead of using other people's stuff, like I was talking about earlier, I'm going to be using my own for the most part, you know? Yeah. Now you're going to have other people come and do, do voices for certain characters. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's not going to be me doing, I'm not going to do a female voice. Like on the, right. <laughs> yeah. Like I narrated the, they say there's a man who lives in the lake for my last <clears throat> Halloween special I did. And, it was me kind of doing my best, my best like teenage girl voice, and like it's super cringe, but like I couldn't not do it that way. Like it's me doing the the narrator voice, the girl, and then the man of the lake. So it's like 
kind of takes you out of it a little bit. So like, yeah. obviously I want to hire a voice actress to play. If there's a female character, I'm going to hire a voice actress to play that. If there's three, there's some stories I have where there's like five or six characters. So like, I'm going to need multiple voice actors for that. And like, that's the end game. It's going to take a lot of time to put together but I'm already kind of slowly doing this narration stuff for the Halloween specials really kind of got the ball rolling. I have a lot of talented friends that I will be uh, paying with beer <laughs> to <laughs> lend me their voices. You know, I have a, one of my best friends is a fantastic voice actor. Oh, wow. uh, so he will be, he's probably the only one officially that knows he's, I was like, dude, like, Obviously, you're going to play someone because you're going to hear his voice a lot for sure. That's pretty cool, though. So, what kind of beer do you guys end up in Canada? So we have a lot of um, like a lot of loggers and stuff like that. Like definitely, um, I, I probably loggers are our most common beer. I would say um, Molson Canadian. Uh, we drink a lot of that up here, which is a lager type beer. A lot, but then also like the craft beer scene up here is crazy. So like, you know, a lot of IPAs, really bitter stouts and stuff like that. Like I'm a, I'm a light beer and lager guy. Like I'm not even going to lie to you. Like that's my, my thing. But I had a, I was part of a, a, a podcast that was basically a craft beer review podcast. Yeah. I remember like, it's actually still going. Just, I'm just doing production now. Mike's and beers. Whoop, whoop. But so for me, my palate kind of grew a little bit, but then it kind of reverted back to just like, give me my lagers and my light beers. I like a good ale and stuff like that, but I've never been a fan of IPAs. I've never been a fan of stouts or sours and things like that. Do you guys have that where you are? Like sours and IPAs and stuff like that? I'm in in California. Oh, okay, right on. So yeah, we have everything. But I usually stick to like Modelo's, you know, it's, it's my usual go-to. Um, right on. What, so what kind of a beer is that? Modelo is a Mexican beer. Oh, right on. Yeah, oh, you guys have Modelo up there. You know, uh, you guys have Coronas up there, right? We sure do. What's it? What is it? Oh, I, I won't be able to see it. I think with your um, background. Modelo. Modelo. Okay. Um, M O D E L O. Okay, I'll see. If, we might have it. I don't. I don't oh, know. It's not. like uh, way better than a Corona. <laughs> I yeah, I've never been a, a Corona fan. Um, I'm a big fan of a beer. Probably my favorite beer is um, it's called Moosehead, and that's pretty typical Canadian shit, you know. Um, but it's a it's a lager, so it's like really easy drinking. I know you can get it in the states, so if you ever come across Moosehead, I highly recommend it because it's really check it out, man. I'm, I'm uh, looking to get it to new beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I am. Um, I am a a big fan of beer that's that's you know one of my i i i'm not as ex, i don't explore as much as i used to you know like when we were doing the podcast regularly like i mean we used to freaking i'd go to the our local store and get a, you know 12 different beers to try Man. you know so i, I explored a lot more because what's crazy up here in canada compared to what you guys have at least from what i understand anyway maybe it's different in california but like you guys can pretty much go to like a convenience store and get beer, right? That's yeah. Okay, so for us, for the most part, anyway, we have to go to a specific store that only sells alcohol. So the grocery store won't have the beer. 
so they actually do now but it's like for most of my life we had to go to a beer store or the lcbo which is just basically the liquor board of canada wow. so it was like we couldn't walk into a convenience store and get a six pack and leave it was like <clears throat> there was a little bit more to it than that so it, it it is kind of cool now the fact i mean i was just at walmart you know and i'm like walking around and i'm like oh well there's the beer aisle well i might need to grab a six pack or something like it's just you know so it's it's funny the differences but yeah now you, yeah, you I'm a big fan of my loggers you kind of stepped out of uh the Mike Mike and Beers podcast. I, I was listening that on one of your podcasts that you kind of like what they had going on, and you felt like if you you know whatever you added was kind of kind of butcher it. <laughs> yeah, you know it's um the two other my two other co-hosts on that um, Sam and Ryan or excuse me Craft Woody uh, we, we don't we don't call them by a shoot name. Um, they're two of my closest friends and when I started that podcast as basically a segment on the harder show, which is my main podcast. And after doing it a few times on the harder show, I kind of went, this needs to be its own thing. Like this is not, this cannot be contained by the harder show. This needs to be an uncensored, just go nuts. So type of show. So we launched it when I launched a podcast network I had for a few years there. Um, and I had my buddy Kraft Woody who had been on my show a bunch and he was on the first episode and the second episode. But on the first episode, I was pretty hammered on the first one because I just said, this is my vacation. Right. Like I'm just going to just sit here in front of this microphone and just basically talk shit for an hour with my buddies. That's all I was looking to do. But he kept this, you know, he kept the ship kind of steered in the right direction. So I was like, hey, do you want to co-host this with me? And then from there, it kind of grew into more of like a craft beer review type of show because you can only listen to some idiot who's just screaming and yelling his head off and being a goofball and another guy desperately trying to entertain you for so long. So it was like, dude, we got to have something more going on. And I'm like, okay, uh, you're right. Like, let's try and do something. Um, and then we brought in my friends, our friend Sam. And it just kind of rounded out the package with the three of us. And we, you know, Mike's and Beers was a monthly show. So it suffered a lot from that. And then, you know, my work schedule, they were, I used to work weekends all the time. So like, it was really hard for us to stay consistent. Pandemic hit, I moved an hour away. So that didn't help. We tried to do the Zoom thing, didn't quite work. And when we made our comeback, we had one episode that was a great episode. But the next time we went to record, basically, I wasn't able to do it. And I said, guys, just go for it. You don't need me. Like, you know, go nuts. And they basically, for lack of a better wording, had a script written out in a sense as to what exactly they wanted to do. It was super focused. It was a more of a craft beer review show and they did it. And I listened to it and I went, I have nothing to add to this. This is perfect. Like I, I was just like, guys, if I come in with you with this type of content, I'm going to want to derail everything. I'm going to want to sit there and be like, you know, I'm looking at the camera like, Hey, Hey, let's talk about, 
boobs or something, you know, like something stupid. Like, you know what I mean? Like just, I, I want to just let loose and have fun because when I'm doing the harder show, it's very much, I have to make sure we're keeping the ship going. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm asking someone questions and responding. So I can't just sit around and make fart jokes the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to kind of. You know, that's pretty, like, pretty humbling of somebody to be able to have that self-awareness and be able to see, hey, no, this, this is better. <laughs> we know, not better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, right when I, I called them and I just said, look, guys, like, you don't really need me. My end game eventually was I wanted them to do their own thing. Mm-hmm anyway so i was kind of i've actually never talked about this either really but like i was just like guys just go and they have done uh, 11 episodes they just did their first in-person podcast again for the first time and like i think well since we did it which was two years ago and it was great obviously they got to shake off the cobwebs a little bit um Actually, uh, Craft Woody's actually getting married this weekend, so there has been a bit of a hiatus with the show because of that. But uh, I know they're coming back and they're kicking ass. So if you guys are into beer or craft beer or anything like that, and you're anywhere in the world, but specifically if you're within Canada and Ontario, that's kind of more the market. Check out Mike's and Beers because it's well worth it. It's a great podcast. So go check them out. Definitely go check them out. And I do production, so it's, you know, it's all right. <laughs> uh, how many podcasts are you involved in right now? I mean, you have uh, the, the Harder Show, right? Yeah, so it's as of right now, it's just the Harder Show and Mics and Beers, and that's it. Um, obviously, the Harder Show is my main, that's my podcast, it's what I do. I just do production for Mics and Beers. Um, but I did, I've done so... <clears throat> I had a gaming podcast as well that I did for about a year and a bit, um, which was a freaking blast. I look back on that with such fond memories. Um, two guys in a game, whoop, whoop. I was involved in production of actually a horror story narration podcast called Creeper Sleep. Very loosely involved. I don't like to take a lot of credit for it because it was the... the. I basically just nudged this guy who was a buddy of mine into doing it. I was like, come on, you should do this. And he was like... All right, okay. So <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll edit it. It's fine. Um, and then I was kind of involved with a couple other ones, mostly on just helping out with, you know, like shows that while my network, I like to say that I had a hand in just every once in a while, it was like, hey, let's do this. Or, hey, the person has a question. Like, I wasn't involved in like production or the creation of it. It was just like, we were all kind of like a family, you know? So we would throw ideas back and forth and things like that. So, but for the most part in total, it's the harder show, two guys in a game, mics and beers, creeper sleep, technically. Uh, yeah. So four, <laughs> four in total, but That's as of right cool. now, it's just harder show and, uh, and mics and beers. Now, uh, how many episodes are we in, uh, the, the harder show? Tomorrow will be 310 official episodes. Wow. Um, and that's with... Uh, I think the official counter is 329 or 39 or something like that. Because I would do one-off stuff. Like, well, I didn't consider it like an official episode, you know? Um, but yeah, somewhere in the 300-ish in that ballpark. Yeah. Um, 
that's over the course of five years. And that's over the course of the first year I did the podcast. I did two episodes a week. So yeah, I like, to th- I like to throw that out there too. And it wasn't like there was great content sometimes in that time frame. So <laughs> yeah, I was listening to your episode, uh, like 10, 10 podcast tips for new podcasters or I don't remember the name, but I, I listened to it and you were, you know, you mentioned that you were dropping two episodes a week and, I don't know, man. A lot of good stuff. I learned a lot of stuff. You know, I was listening to that episode, and you know, as a new podcaster, I learned you know a whole bunch of knowledge. I mean, I'm glad, man. Thank you. I'm glad because, like, I um, that was that episode was, I think that was like one hundred and like. 46 or something like that i think that was a while ago too like that's that fact that you went that far back is awesome like i'm i was scrolling through i was scrolling through episodes and i'm like okay that one you know that one caught my eye the other one that caught my eye was uh the one with uh your top mystery your, your top favorite mysteries where it was in the late yes but the bigfoot one was good man like <laughs> Like, I'm glad you, you enjoyed that. I was like, man, you know, he does have a point. I kind of dip with even Bigfoot for a little bit, but I'm like, I was like, I was like on the fence. So yeah, was- and it's it's funny. Like, uh, there was a long period of time where I did. I basically just I've always kind of done what I wanted to do with the harder show. Like, it's you know, I um, the level of success that someone who's been doing as long as I have should probably have is. Not, I've never really been able to get to that next level. And I know a lot of that is because my content isn't as consistent as it should be as far as like, oh, it's just a music interview show or it's just a top 10 list show. It's just a talk show. Like, because I, I do so many different things. It's like, you know, I, like people say like, oh, like what's your podcast about? And I'm just like, yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of cool not to put yourself in that box. I mean, yeah. I with this podcast, I feel like sometimes I'm in that box, which I try not to be because you know I want to be able to talk about different things, not just mm-hmm. paranormal and you know scary shit. You know, I want to be able to talk about music or whatever. Um, but you know, it's kind of cool that you have you know your podcast is who you are. You know, like you're into you know you're into wrestling. I'm also into wrestling as well. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah. That's you know it, it's a reflection of who you are and i mean mm-hmm. like you said not every episode is going to be for everyone but you know once you know every episode you know once an episode resonates with someone you know and it kind of gets them a little closer to the show which is kind of cool yeah well and that's the thing too right like in the early days i had a lot of wrestling content because like that was just what me and the buddies were doing and i mean i have mauled the idea around for do- of doing a wrestling podcast i've I have I had a, a a logo designed. I had the show ready to go. I had interviews lined up and everything. And just I realized that like you know what I can't because like I I love professional wrestling and like you know I um whenever we would talk about it, especially back in the day, like episode twenty nine and stuff like that, you know, uh, you know I used to talk so much smack about it, and I was like, man, like. I don't want to be that bitter wrestling fan that just hates on everything because it's cool to hate on everything. Right. Like I'm like, I have so much respect for the art form of professional wrestling. And like, I know pro wrestlers in real life and like, I see what, how much work they put into it. And I'm just like, 
I'm not going to talk about this anymore. And now anytime that I have wrestlers on, I actually like to keep things in character, which is super interesting. And it's challenging doing a long form interview <laughs> with a, a, a pro wrestler that's in character. Like that's, that's you know, I, it's, it's cool. It's fun. It's really fun. Cause just, and it's ridiculous, but like in a fun way, you know, I, I think the best example of that was I had on uh, my boys, Kane and Cable from fear the beard, a fantastic tag team here out of Ontario, Canada. And the whole conversation was in character and like, listen, they're my friends, but like, they're kind of bad guys sometimes. So obviously being the, the person that I am, I had to give them a little crap about that. Yeah. But you know, maybe they called me stupid. It doesn't matter. The, the point is that we can have fun and it's a, I liked to think that it was basically an hour long conversation of them basically kind of cutting a promo on me <laughs> for lack of a better term. Like we, you can have fun and just, I try not to take things so seriously. You know, a, a lot of podcasters, like I, I say this with, with tons of respect because especially because like, like you're a new podcaster and like you have, you've had great content so far. So like, that's awesome. And I hope to see you keep, you know, keep chugging along because the, the podcast game is not easy. It is not, sometimes it's not fun. Sometimes you're going to bang your head against a wall because it's just like, you'll put hours and hours of work into something. And this might come off super jaded guys. And I apologize. I promise I'm getting to something. You might put hours and hours of work into something and no one cares. Exactly. That's the, that's the worst part, huh? And you think the worst part is when you think people are going to care. Like you think this is it. This is the one. And then you drop it and no one gives a shit. <laughs> and it's like, that's going to happen. That's going to happen with anything creative. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. If you do it because you love to do it and it gives you fulfillment and it is a creative outlet for you and it makes you happy. You are already a success. Exactly. That's how I look at it. You know, yeah. it, that's what's important. If you enjoy it and like the harder show for me is literally my creative outlet. If I don't have that outlet every week, I literally go crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I understand that's my, how I look I at it. I need to get my stuff out of my head too, you know, in a creative, in a creative way as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Like, and, and you know, don't get me wrong. There's, it, it goes through peaks and valleys. Like, you know, I, um, and like as your podcast journey progresses like i'm you're gonna see the same stuff just the thing that i i see this so much and it breaks my heart when i see a podcast come up that is a great podcast and like they have a lot of potential they've got good graphics and they've got a, a host who clearly cares and does research and like does some digging and stuff like that if they're interviewing someone and they do 12, 13 episodes and then just disappear. Nothing makes me more sad because it's like, man, like you gotta keep going. Like you, you gotta just, and it's hard. Like it's, it's super challenging sometimes, you know, yeah. like sometimes no, you, you want to just take a break. Certain schedule for yourself as well. You know, like, yeah. like you do it every week. So, you know, you have to deliver that content, but if you don't, you know, set that goal for yourself and 
the wheels started getting cold and you know the the, 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 the less you do it the less harder you know the harder it is to get back into it you know mm-hmm. and the thing is too is like you know as someone who I've sometimes I take it too seriously and the last especially the last year I've kind of forced myself to be like okay you know what like today is Thursday I didn't have an episode out today and normally I would be stressing out about that all day and I went you know what doesn't matter the people who are gonna listen and who care aren't gonna care if it's a day late with no explanation sometimes you know what i mean that's just that's life i was like hey am i gonna stay up till two in the morning editing this podcast and then be tired and cranky all day no not anymore i used to <laughs> you know what i mean like you gotta, you gotta pick you, know? you know you gotta choose your battles when it comes to that yeah like it's, i did like what you were talking about on that episode the, the 10 podcast tips how you have like mon- Monday is a meme day or whatever, and Thursday you put out mm-hmm. something podcast related. Yes, that's something that um I don't do anymore, uh, <laughs> which is kind of kind of funny. But like that was just for because I have so much, so many different social media accounts that I'm involved with. I, that was just logistics, you know. I, I did meme Monday every Monday for God at least two or three years. And that was every Monday sitting down, coming up with a brand new meme. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like just, I was just, it was almost taking as much creativity to do that as it was doing the podcast. That's crazy. I was like, okay, what's you, important here? I didn't know you were doing your own memes. I thought you were just reposting. Like, man, oh, no, no. That was all my own stuff. I It was all related to the podcast or like podcast memes and stuff like that. So it was a lot of stupid, like, you know. Um, but while I was doing that, that was when I was doing the network. I was doing two guys in a game, Mike's and beers and the hotter show all. And two guys in a game was also a weekly show. So I stopped doing bi-weekly. I stopped doing um, two episodes a week on the hotter show. And then a few months later started doing another podcast. And I was also doing meme Mondays for all three of those shows. Plus doing two podcasts a week, plus trying to do a monthly show with Mike's and beers so it was like plus trying to get sponsor deals together and shit for the network so it's just like yeah logistically speaking it did not work but the core of what i said is still very much true um excuse me you gotta have any social media person will tell you this like you have to have content content is king if all you're doing is like especially like if you're a podcaster listening to this or you're a youtuber and you don't have a social media presence, you are wasting your time straight up. Um, or if you only have a Facebook or you only have an Instagram and you're posting uh, a selfie going, oh, new podcast up tomorrow. And then that's it. There's no follow up or anything. It's like you got to get on that. You got to communicate constantly because if you don't, Pester isn't the right word I'm trying to find here, but basically if you're not constantly posting about what you're doing, no one's going to know what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so important to, especially if you have a bit of a fan base built up, like let people know what you're doing. Some of the most successful 
you know, uh, YouTubers and stuff in the world and streamers, like they're constantly posting content. And that's, you know, there's something to be said for, you know, um, quality over quantity. But if you can post good quality content, I mean, there are some people that post every day and that's how they build those social media following. And is that right or wrong? I'm, I'm, you know, who's to say, but I definitely found that the height of when my show was starting to really kind of start to take off a little bit, I was posting three, four times a week and I was constantly just basically putting in that work all the time, all the time. It was all I did in my spare time, you know? Um, and that's what you got to do to get to that next level. You have to treat it like a business basically, you know? Yeah. Give me a second. I'm like, my cat out. No worries. <laughs> You can hear him in the background. What what is the sweet spot you found for posting content? What do you say? I mean, what, what do you think is the sweet spot? Honestly, I have no idea anymore, dude. I'm gonna be brutally honest with you. I found for me Thursdays were a great day for me to post podcast stuff and content. I don't know anymore. It, 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 social media is such a hit or miss for me nowadays. It's like some days I'll, I'll, I'll post a throwaway thing that I think no one's going to care about and it'll get like hundreds of likes. And I'm like, what? Like it's 2 AM on a Wednesday. Like yeah. what is happening? Like, it's just, I don't know. Social media is such a, yeah, it's this random, huh? Random. Yeah, it's so crazy. And like, you know, with Facebook, it's like, you'll have a post that's doing great. And this is, this is me being jaded and bitter, by the way. Uh, you'll have a post that's doing great. Then all of a sudden you get hit with that paywall and they say, your post is doing great. Get it out to more of your people by paying this amount. That means no one else is seeing your post until you pay. That's it. You're capped. Horrible, huh? That's what that means. And a lot of people don't know that. Like they're like, so other people might like it, but what that means is your post is no longer going to grow organically. It's maxed out. So like I have, um, actually 665 likes on facebook so someone wants to be that 666 like that'd be awesome um but i'll have a post that i'll get to like 100 people and then i'll get hit with that paywall wow. and that's it that's the end of it and i'm just like oh okay or like it'll happen on instagram where you know you'll post something and I'll get to like 70 likes and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's pretty good for me. And then that's it. Cuts off. No one else likes it at all. And I'm like, it just removed it, removed it from people's. Yeah. Unless you're paying and it's like that. And like that sucks. And there's ways around it. If you constantly work at it, there's ways around it. But like, yeah. you know, I'm just like, you know what? Like I don't have the energy anymore to, to, to fight that battle. It's just like, I say to people at this point now, like for me, it's something I do for fun, you know, and I've had some really cool things happen in my life because of the podcast and I've made some wonderful friends. I've been able to help a couple of people along the way with their podcasts. Like that's all I want at this point, you know, like eventually, yes, I want to get into the network game again, you know, and try that again and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it's just, like I said earlier, it's fun and 
that's really all that matters, right? Now, how did the, the, the hotter show start? I mean, from episode one, like, what was the whole, the, the, so, whole, the whole process? The whole idea. What was the whole idea? I mean, buckle in, youngins. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll tell the short version. <laughs> that is like an hour long story. Um, so, the hotter show started as an excuse for me to keep in contact with bands that I befriended during my time where I worked at a music store. Like I worked at a guitar store for a number of years and I always had an interest in doing something where I would interview the bands and I just never got around to it. So when the store closed, I was like, well, shit, I want to keep in contact with some of these people, especially some of them. Like I met them at the beginning of their musical journey and now they're in bands releasing albums. And I'm like, I want to keep in contact with these people. You know what I mean? So I kind of was mulling the idea around of doing a podcast and uh, a good friend of mine started doing a YouTube series and they were doing like Twitch streaming at the time. Shout out to your average noob gaming, RIP. And he started doing wrestling content your average new wrestling super creative uh, <laughs> love you buddy um and he basically he started doing these videos and said hey do you want to like jump in with me and do some content because like i know you're wanting to do something and i was like hell yeah i want to do something so i started just racking my brain with all this stuff i wanted to do and like i did all these test videos and sent them to him and he was like hell yeah like let's do it and one night it was an overcast night. It was about negative two. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to set the stage there. I was supposed to go over to his place and basically record some video content. Mm-hmm. And I was like firing on all cylinders creatively. I was like, oh yeah, I was, I was going to record like three or four videos that night. And he canceled last minute. And I was like, oh, like I feel so creative tonight. This is ridiculous. And I was sitting on my couch and I'm like, man, let's do this podcast thing. And I sat for a second and I was like, you know, if I did a podcast, I could call it a podcast. And that's basically how the room sounded because no one else was there but me. But I started laughing because I thought it was hilarious. Podcast, hotter. <laughs> I'm so funny. So I realized that I had an old microphone from the music store and a way to record basically on my old iPod touch. Cause I didn't have a computer at the time wow. when I started this podcast, which is hilarious. And I sat down and recorded like 20 minutes of just random bullshit. That was basically me saying, Hey, I'm starting a podcast. That was basically it for 20 minutes. It was me just repeating that that phrase essentially in different ways and uh my girl came home and i was like hey like i finally did this podcast thing and she was like oh cool like you know she's always been really supportive and basically i uploaded it a couple days later and people were like wait what like you're actually doing this and then i told the story in two episodes as to what happened at the music store and how I started working there and everything. Cause people would always ask. So I was like, here's a podcast about it. And then I can't remember the other one I did. I did a bunch of other random ones. And then it was like, 
okay, here we go. This is this is real now. And I did a my first interview I ever did was with a good friend of mine, Brandon Bowden, who I've actually mentioned a few times. He's a he's a fantastic radio producer. It's his actual job, um, and he's he does some on air stuff as well. Like he's a he's a phenomenal voice actor. Um, he was my first guest, and he basically led me through the interview with like a Twinkie on a stick kind of thing. Like he basically interviewed himself through me in a way, but it kind of taught me how to interview. Like I, it was a really good experience for me to have someone like him where he taught me so much about production and how to how to interview people and I started doing stuff twice a week very shortly after I would do these episodes where I would just basically talk about whatever was on my brain for an hour and they would be just horrendous I go back and listen to that stuff once in a while just to torture myself but when I started it was I think it was right around and then like episode 30 I did my first live episode which I had no business doing but (laughs) I figured it out as I went and it wasn't really until the first hundred episodes basically was me talking about whatever I wanted to and interviewing friends of mine. Once I got outside of a hundred episodes, I started like I'd interview people I didn't know. And that was when things really started. That's when I really started to learn. And, you know, I say right around episode one, maybe episode 70 or 80 I think I kind of sort of started to figure it out a little bit but it wasn't until I was well into the 100s that I I go back and listen to interviews and I'm like okay I was figuring it out and then fast forward to now and you know I mean I'm not a professional interviewer by any stretch of the imagination but like I just like talking if you guys couldn't figure that out already so it's it lends itself well to an interview when you ask someone a question and even if they give you a really short answer, which is that can sometimes be the curse of doing an interview is if you ask a not great question and the person goes, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's Where do we go from there, here? I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, so like, I got to go back and listen to episode one and I got to listen to, two. I mean, you know, I've been listening to your most recent stuff. But I just I just heard about you, you know, when I when I hit you up. Uh, I didn't even know you had a podcast. Like, and that's cool. And I appreciate that, man. Like, yeah, I think like we, you hit me up to be on the podcast as the Dread Files. Dread like, Files. I'm like, yeah. so like that's yeah. sick, you know. But like, hey, by the way, I think like I, I can't remember. I I think you mentioned something about how you recorded, and I was like, I, I don't remember if I had a suggestion or something, and you were kind of like, what? And I was like, oh, I've done a podcast for five years i made a lot of mistakes like you know like it's it's um it, it, it's a cool thing where a lot of people there's a lot of people in my everyday life who have absolutely zero idea that i have this hobby and it's kind of fun anytime someone especially like at work you know like like i'm, I'm a custodian at a school that's my my day job oh, that's cool and Anytime a coworker learns that I do a podcast, it goes one of two ways. They either go, cool, and then we never discuss it again. <laughs> or they go, what? Like, really? You? Huh. And then they look it up. And then they're like, oh, like, you've interviewed, like, people 
like from like California and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, like people from all over the world. Like, yeah, actually legit. I have and like, I've had some pretty cool stuff happen because of it. And like, you know, it's, um, it's such a f cool thing to look back on how the whole journey started and the ups and downs from the journey. I mean, there's been a couple of times where the hotter show was almost put to rest because just something major would happen and it's like i can't recover from this i think i'm just gonna call it um but you know perseverance and stubbornness is a hell of a thing <laughs> have you ever taken a break from the hotter show like the hiatus the longest break i had i'll take a week or two off here and there you know like something i'll say hey i'm taking couple weeks off like anytime i go to my buddy's cottage i usually take that time off um so that's usually a couple of weeks i moved in 2000 and, uh, late 2019 and that was the longest official hiatus i've ever taken from the hard show that was a month wow. and i announced i was taking hiatus and then i came back with i i did this stupid thing and to this day, it still makes me laugh because I can't believe I did it. When I left, like when I took my hiatus, it was basically, I call it the state of the podcast address. And it was basically me saying, taking a bunch of time off, see y'all later. And then when I came back, the episode was called Don't Call It A Comeback. And I started off the episode doing the first verse and course of LL Cool J's Don't Call It A Comeback. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it was... You know, my dumbass in my car, don't call it a comeback. You know, like just so horrible, but that was the point. Like, it was just this stupid, fun little thing. And, like, um, aside from that, a couple weeks here and there, maybe, but that's pretty much it. Like, I, I, you know, I don't take, I don't like to take time off because I also, like, I don't. I don't stress out about it as much though. Like if I have to take a week off for some reason, I just say, Hey guys, computer broke down. Something happened, taking a week off. See y'all next week. Like I don't stress about it as much as I used to. Um, but yeah, like you're, you're going to stuff's going to happen. You're going to run into stuff. Um, especially if like with the, the internet being how it is sometimes your hosting site will go down and then you won't even be able to upload even if you want to. <laughs> so like stuff can happen, right? You know, that's, that's kind of the name of the game in the, uh, the internet world, you know? Yeah, definitely. So we're getting kind of uh, close to that time. We're going to start wrapping it up. Uh, sure. Is there, you know, any, any shout outs you want to give any, you know, anything like that? Any shout outs? Well, I mean, first off, I want to thank you because this has been a lot of fun for me, man. And I mean, I hope I haven't just, I hope when we started off, I was like, man, I hope that I don't just blab the whole time and not be interesting. So I hope no, I at least was able to be man. someone entertaining. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a cool episode, man. I have an interview <laughs> outside the States, you know. That's cool. Oh, I'm, I'm honored to be the first, man. And I mean, it was a, a lot of fun to talk about the Dreadfile stuff and go back in memory lane a little bit. We didn't talk about my uh, my paranormal experiences, but maybe we'll have to do that oh, another shit. time. Wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that, <laughs> Okay. Really, really, really quick. You do that, right? I mean, I know it's getting it's late up there, so I don't want to... Um, I'm good. I'm, I'm all good. I got I to gotta edit when we're done this anyway. But um, so the I, I mentioned the music store earlier. And that music store that I worked at was 100% haunted. Holy shit. 
Um, no, I didn't believe in any of that stuff when I started working there. I'm not a religious man, but hand to God, stuff happened to me in that store I can't explain. <laughs> and the most common thing that would happen is stuff would like go missing. I'd be on the other side of the store and a guitar pick would just hit me in the back of the head for no reason. Holy crap. Guitar amplifiers would turn on randomly for no reason. Um, things like that would happen. I was serving a, a customer who I didn't know at the time, neither one of my dearest friends, but, um, and he knows this story. Shout out to my boy, John from nothing serious, which is a great band. Check him out. I was, he was like purchasing something and, I was looking at him and behind me was a rack of guitar strings. And the way this rack was in order to get something out of the rack, you had to pull it up and out. It wasn't like I could just go. So I'm sitting, looking at him. My hands are in front of me on the cash register. No one else is in the store, but us all of a sudden he saw it. I didn't see it. He saw it and I heard it. It just went, down it went hit the floor and he went the blood his soul left his body and i heard it and i went packaged guitar strings just hit the ground didn't and he went did it lift up he was like i was like damn it randy stop scaring the customers <laughs> now did anything happen there at the music store like yes so the building was very old. Is, is, is the music store still up right now? Technically, yes. Is it operating? The building is still standing. No, Nothing is in there right now. No stores in there or anything. But anyone who goes to 77 King Street West in Bowenville, Ontario, that place is haunted. Do not go in that basement. Damn. You'll see some stuff. Um, probably the, the just really quick, the worst most horrible experience I had there. Anytime it was in that basement, I felt unsafe. The mm -hmm. second you walked down there, you felt unsafe. It was a really old building. Apparently it used to be a crematorium. Holy shit. That's I don't know. I don't know. That's what people told us. I always thought that was kind of silly, but um, you would be down there and you would, you would feel stuff, stuff like just weird feelings of being unsafe that you couldn't really explain. And I always was like, oh, it's just my mind playing tricks on me. Like I said earlier, I have a very hyperactive imagination. I would see stuff out of the corner of my eye. And I'd be like, ah, it's just my mind playing tricks on me, whatever. And there was a mirror. It's this little mirror. It's a big ass thing. mirror stuff. Yeah. Little mirror. And it was sitting on the shelf. I have no idea. It was like a plastic mirror. Like, I don't know why it was down there. And... One day, I'm down there doing my thing, and I turn, and I just happen to look in the mirror. And as I'm looking in the mirror, behind me, I see as clearly as I can see your face, the face of an old lady. Holy shit. And she's smiling at me, but she's smiling at me like, like, oh, fuck. and I just went, slowly started walking backwards. Mm -hmm. and I turned around and started walking up the stairs because I was just like, I'm like, I felt so unsafe in that. I've never felt like this in my entire life. 
Mm-hmm. I've never felt like my life was in danger except for this moment. I took one, two steps, and then I just stopped moving. Something had snagged my shirt, and I went, oh, I just snagged my shirt on a hook or something. And I turn around and look down, staring straight at me, as clearly as I see you sitting there, is an old lady, and she's grabbing my shirt with these bony fingers. And I started screaming as loud as I possibly could and tried to get away from her, and I I couldn't for a second. It was like, I mean, I could, but like, you know, my shirt was doing this. Crazy. And I started screaming, and there was a teacher in the back of the store i didn't know all that well so like he came running and for whatever reason she let me go i ran up those stairs i slammed the door shut i ran outside collapsed on the sidewalk and started like dry heaving and crying like and he was like dude are you all right and i was like no like no i'm not and like to this day him and i have never really discussed this but like, mm. oh, no, no bueno. <laughs> like, dude, I that like I had other encounters there, but nothing remotely like that was looking down and seeing a figure and a face and a hand grabbing me of an old woman smiling at me. Like, who do you think it was? Do you think it was some? malevolent angry spirit that for some reason wanted to harm me i don't know i don't know i think i think that there was there's malevolent spirits in that basement that want to do harm i don't know why i there could be a million different reasons it's a very old building i don't know why but anyone who walked into that basement every single person and we like I would take people down there to be like, you get a vibe from this place? And every single person was like, can we leave? Like, even like the biggest, toughest metalheads, like, oh, come on, bro, that's lame. I take them downstairs and we'd walk around and they'd be like, I mean, you know, it is kind of creepy. Like, they would be like, I feel unsafe down here. What was down there? Was it records and stuff or? So there was like guitar boxes. We like, we sold instruments and stuff like that. So there was like old guitar boxes. I have some pictures actually I I have on I, an old phone. I'll have to send you. Cause like, yeah, it, it doesn't look, it doesn't look like much, but like it was really old. The foundation was old. There was a giant random hole in the one corner that served no purpose. Wow. There was this super dark crawl space you had to get through to get to the boiler room. And like, I don't know. It, it. We didn't really go down there except for like our internet box was down there. That was pretty much the only reason I was ever down there. Man. But like, it was yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> I know that you you had asked me if I'd had any paranormal experiences, and I was like, oh, I was blabbing on about so much other stuff we didn't even talk about. So I wanted to make sure funny one it's... story. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh... And so you said eventually the music store clo- closed down, right? Yes, yeah. Um, it closed down uh, 2000, f- no, uh, 15, 2015. What was the name of the um, music store? Uh, the music store was called Gigs Music. Gigs Music. So, and I was, I worked, it was my favorite, because it, it came from out of town. 
So it already was a business that moved. And anytime a business moves, it, you know, it, it, we never really recovered from that move. Like when you leave your clientele behind, it's like, you know, um, it's always tricky, but yeah, it was 2015 that store closed. Um, I had the, it was, I mean, it was a dream job for me. You know, I got to work there and I got to run it for a little bit, which is hilarious because I had no business running a music store, but uh, <laughs> it was like, you know, um, but yeah. And what's actually kind of funny is the, the gentleman who bought it was going to turn it into an office space. Wow. And he never did. And... I personally like to think that the second he got in that place and started trying to do work in the basement, he went, screw this, and just left it. He used to do, a podcast. He used to do a podcast in the basement. You know what? I, I, I wish with everything in me that I had a way to get into that place again. Just, I mean, mind you, I spent three years of my life there too, but like just to get into that basement with a recorder and just be like hey remember me malevolent granny spirit are you still here still want to kill me and you, <laughs> like, do you think those things follow you or do you think it just stays like i think they stay um i was convinced that the ghost who i, I called him randy the douchebag ghost which was the spirit I like to call who would like throw things at me and like just be a general nuisance. I was convinced he followed me for a little bit to my other, like my job I had after that because stuff would just happen. And I just be like, come on, man. Like just minor inconveniences right. that made no sense. What the fuck? This is not, not physically like the thing with my life is fucking creepy as fuck, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like just, I'd be working. I'd have a headlamp on, working under a sink doing something and all of a sudden the headlamp would go out and i'd be like oh the battery must be dead and then i'd turn it back on and it'd be fine yeah but the thing with my lamp dude it was like you know that little wheel if you have you know those standing lamps where you have yes, that yeah the the click mm -hmm. you know you hear you actually hear the click when you turn it on right mm -hmm. so what i did was i turned it on you know i heard the click and then i sit down and i heard the click again and i was a couple feet away and it turned off like it had to be physically clicked you know and i was like yeah Fuck. that's i don't know man that's i don't like that, <laughs> I don't like that either, bro. <laughs> fucking weird but i don't know man that's like the weirdest thing and it happened to me in another place too where the light went out but it was just the light man i don't think it's like i don't know scares stuff me. like that can happen too right like I, i'm a I'm a firm believer, like where I live now, actually, it's, um, it, it's an old hospital that they turned into like hospital. these nice apartments. Cool. Yeah. So when we moved in here and we live in the basement, so I was like, some shit's going to go down when we move in here. And fortunately, knock on wood, nothing's happened. Everything's cool. Um, I've heard rumors that, uh, there are none spirits that haunt this building. I haven't seen anything yet. There are some, I actually just had some paranormal investigators that are local to me here on the podcast. What are they called? One said, uh, Peterborough Paranormal. Is oh, the, man. Uh, I definitely, it'd be definitely cool to get them on the podcast, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. They've got great stories. Um, man, definitely got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'd be great. They were, they were fantastic. Um, and the one, 
guy, uh, Sam's his name, he literally said, I will not set foot in that building. Uh, and I was like, dude, like, he's just like, nope, won't do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> this dude goes and seeks this stuff out. He doesn't want to step foot in my building. I'm like, was there a particular reason or? Uh, he said, he said, I don't do nuns. <laughs> I said, that's fair. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's wild. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen anything, but yeah, no, I, I definitely believe that if you piss off a malevolent spirit, that that spirit will follow you. Or mm. if that spirit takes a liking to you for some reason, or if you have an object that that spirit is attached to, like stuff like that can happen. And, you know, I, I like to go through life having a pretty open mind about a lot of stuff because it's just more interesting. You know what I mean? Exactly. Give me a second. My cat, my cats again. <laughs> the cats making yet another appearance. <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic! But that—that's what's so interesting, right? Like, is when your stuff can happen in this life, you know, and you're. Oh yeah, definitely, man. And I—I I don't necessarily. I'm just making sure there's no dead air. It's just a force of habit for me. Oh. <laughs> If there's anyone watching live, I want to make sure that they're not uh, sitting here just looking at my uh, my dumbasses sitting here like, "Ooh, is that what I look like?" Ooh, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, like it's, like it's it's funny. Like stuff can happen, and like you know, I'm convinced that like my my hometown here in Peterborough, Ontario. Like, there's a lot of um, it's one of the most haunted places apparently in like all of Canada. And I haven't really experienced anything, but a lot of people say that there is uh, there's some spooky stuff going on. And if you're watching or listening to this right now, and you have any stories, listen, listen to me take over here. You should share them here on Mike's Mystery Mansion because Definitely I'm sure bad. you would like to hear it. And I want to hear it. So. Oh yeah, hell yeah! I appreciate it. I want to get as many people as I can, you know, share the stories. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but it's funny because the cats, you have like my, my little office, my house, and uh, they're usually here, you know, 80% of the time. So I'm kind of in their space, you know, they're going in and out and eating stuff. So yeah, they're like, yo, what are you doing? That's my cats do the same thing, dude. Every usually I'm really surprised he's not in here, actually. I have this little area off of the kitchen. And anytime I'm in this area and the curtains up, my one cat, Morty will usually come in and jump up on my lap. It's the only time he cuddles with me wow. is when I'm doing podcast stuff. And I'm I'm shocked he hasn't made an appearance. I'm shocked. Well, I, I did tell him before I sat him down and said, listen, I'm coming on Mike's Mystery Mansion, so you need to keep it down, okay? This is a big deal for me. So okay. I said, you got you to gotta stay away. But I kind of like that. Tell him the same way and they're like, you know, fuck off. <laughs> um but do you think there's a connection between spirits like and animals do you think they can definitely sense when something oh yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. i i am convinced that um especially in our old apartment before we moved um our we had a, a cat that passed away in november um and he was he was so he was my grandfather my grandparents cat then he was my cat up until the end of his life. And him and I, he was like my cat. We were very close. And I'm a, I'm a humongous, like I'm a cat dad full on. Like I am, 
the biggest wussy cat dad you've ever met. Like it, it's, it's one thing about me that people always used to make fun of me whenever I'd have people over to do interviews in person. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be like, and this is Simba. And I'd be like, they'd be like, what? And this is Steven. Like, they're just like, you're a cat dad full on. And I'm like, yeah. So like when Steve passed away, like we, there were, dude, like there were nights where like, I'd be laying in bed, like, and I'd be like, you know, not feeling so great about it. And I'd feel little, you know, and I'd feel the little footsteps and I'd just be like, there he is like he's here just to say it's all okay and like at the same time like if there are things going on in your home your pets are gonna notice you know what i mean like especially if you have a like our our one cat morty um who's our young one he's just a little asshole um but i love him to death um he does this fun thing where he'll just And he'll just stare at a wall for no reason for like five minutes. And I'm just like, he's seeing something. Something's there. Or he hears something. Something's going on. Like, I don't know. It's, and a lot of people say that cats are actually, um, they are the best animal to have in a situation like that. Because apparently they're like, they are spiritual guardians or something of that nature. Like they protect you more than another animal will apparently cats have that power i don't know uh, i heard that too man yeah. uh, i don't know if you remember the there's like a radio show called coast to coast okay it's called coast to coast am it was like am radio stations but okay it would basically talk about just anything but they have like a animal expert you know that's also like a spiritual person or whatever and she said the same thing that cats were like a guardian they were able to fight off spirits you know was really interesting but you know like i told you my cats are here 80 percent of the time so i'm like i think everything was up they know you know or i think they now the other night when you had that light thing happen were they in the room no okay the plot thickens (laughs) i was by myself man i was gonna edit a podcast uh oh yeah yeah yeah. that's uh, like light and you know what's crazy uh there's a couple of episodes early on in the podcast, like episode two or three, where you can hear like weird shit, you know, in the background. Like if you know, like you have your earphones on, you you know, you hear like other shit in the background, like whispers and shit. That's crazy. Yeah, and then the, uh, those times the cats weren't even there, bro. And all this started happening once I started doing the podcast and started talking about this. That's when I started noticing shit like that, you know. And that's the thing too, like well, I don't know, you know if it's on my end or if it's on the other person's end. <laughs> I mean, I like to think it's on their end, not my end. But oh, hundred percent. I I say the same thing. Like I'd be like, oh, it's on your end, bro. Hundred percent, hundred percent on your end. Um, especially if you're like doing a set, like a, like a setup like mine with the dynamic microphone and stuff. Like this is not going to pick anything like that up because mm-hmm. it's only going to pick up right here, right in front of me. But if you have a setup like with you have where you're using like the the laptop mic, whatever, like um, or a mic that's not right on you, like that leaves it open to some other stuff that could happen. Like, what do you, you mean? Know, like, so if it happens for this episode, 
That's on you, man. <laughs> that's on your end, bro. It's not me. <laughs> that's a good point you make. My microphone is like right there on the side. And, you know, like you were, you were saying on that other that podcast, you know, like it picks up other, other stuff around. So anything in the background, you know, whisper or, you know, like my cat's making noise will definitely pick that up. But it'll pick up other stuff going around in the house. I also have a toddler too, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like. Yeah. you'll hear everything but that's like you know that's a whole other conversation i could talk yeah. about that side of podcast audio stuff i'm a big audio nerd too so like i could talk about that for hours but <laughs> yeah i definitely got a bigger brain on that um but now was that the most like scary shit that's happened to you the- oh 100 like that's um all of the paranormal experiences i've had were at gigs music um I haven't really had anything else noteworthy happen to me in my life, but the, like, I, I actually, I did a whole podcast. I call it the ghosts of gigs music episode 136. Yeah, if I hear the in more detail, mind you, I found that as I've gotten older, I remember things more vividly. So I go back and listen to that episode and I go, Oh, I left this part out. I left this part out. Oh, Kitty. Oh, my goodness. He kind of looks like Morty. Oh, really? Or she looks like Morty. Is kind of, actually. Good? That's hilarious. Yo, Morty, come here. Where are you? Morty, dude. Where are you? Come here. Of course, the one time I want him to show up, he's not going to. You'd laugh. Like, I'll, I'll send you a picture of him later. Like, you're going to laugh. Like, Morty, come here. Asshole. <laughs> Usually, if I call him, he comes. He's pretty good, but. Where are you? No. All right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I don't know what I was talking about. Um, yeah, like, I haven't really had anything else super crazy happen, but, like, I find as I get older, like, there are stuff during that episode that I just kind of, like, didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember if when I was telling the story about the old lady, I went into as much detail Cause like, I think there was a part of me too that was like kind of suppressing that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, cause like, yeah, like that's you go back down to the basement after that. Oh yeah. I had to, I didn't have a choice. Um, that was the last really bad. Ex- that was the last experience I really had there because I think like two months later, the stores, like we were closing. So wow. anytime I was in the store, there was always a couple other people in the store with me. Um, and I wouldn't go into the basement alone. Like I just wouldn't. After that, I didn't go down there alone. Um, I wouldn't either. Yeah, and I had like there would be co-op students I'd have, and I'd send them down there for stuff because I hated going down there so much. Um, I'd be like, you know, sacrifice the young. It's fine. All right, I'll be good. (laughs) You know, that'll be all right. You know, Um, but like, yeah, like you know, I, um, I'd, 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 I'd see there was three in particular like spirits that I physically saw that I can recall off the top of my head for sure. One was the old lady. One was a man, but like I would just see him like, like kind of just like scurrying around. I'd never like really get a good look at him, but I'd see it was clearly a middle-aged man. And I'd be like, going to stay the hell away from you. You look angry. Hmm. Uh, And then there was of course, like almost like the quintessential haunting of a little girl that I wow. would see 
in the it was always in the mirror too. That's what always freaked me out. Like I'd see the dude in the mirror sometimes. I'd see that explains some of your stories. Huh? Yeah. Well, and that's a thing too, right? Like I I just actually realized that I just made that collation that like there's probably some real life shit happening from that. Like, I think again that's why. Sorry. Your subconscious, subconscious. Yeah, like- I I think that's one reason why that story was so vivid, because like that's a real fear of mine, and I've been there where that's shit's kind of happened to me. So it's like, um, I don't know. I think like when you go through something like that, where you genuinely feel your life is in danger because of something you can't logically explain. I don't know. It's uh. It's weird. It's really weird. And I actually had a, um, I'm not going to tell the whole story because it's a really long story, but again, episode 136, I tell the full story of the old, the old man I spoke to. There was this old dude who came into the store. It was my first shift working alone. And basically we had this buzzer that would go off every time the door opened. So I had my back turned to the front of the store and I was working on a guitar and I turned around to grab something and there was this nice old man standing there looking at me, smiling, like just like chilling. And I was like, like it scared the shit out of me. And he was like, oh my God, like I'm so, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. Like I, you know, and I was just like, oh, like it's okay. Like we started talking. He said he was just kind of considered himself a bit of a local amateur historian and wanted to come in and just say hi and look around the store. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, feel free to look around. And he kind of walked around and was just looking at stuff. And he was telling me about the building and like what used to be here. And, you know, oh, it was a bakery for a number of years and blah, 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 blah. It was a skate store and all this stuff. And, and as the conversation progressed, like he seemed like a normal old man (laughs) for lack of a better term. Like, and, um, as he spoke and we were, you know, conversing about what used to be in this store and everything, um, we got to the thing of the crematorium and he said, Oh, so, you know, this used to be a crematorium. And I laughed and I said, Oh yeah, I've heard that rumor. And his face went from this to like, Oh shit. And he was like, it's true. And I was like, shit, okay. And basically, he was telling me the story of the crematorium and all this stuff. And I'm like, this is weird. And as he was talking, he kind of like started like kind of like almost like slunching over a little bit. And I was like, this is weird. He started getting really clammy. And I was like, is this dude like okay? We lived near a couple of like old folks homes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh shit. Like, you know, and basically much longer story short. I'm trying to shorten the story. I swear to God. Um, he goes to leave. And as he's leaving, he's like barely moving. Like he's just like, and I'm like, yo, this guy is not okay. And he gets to the door and we had this railing and he, puts himself on the railing and is like barely holding himself up and he turns and he says, well, good luck with the store. And I was like, thank you. And he's like, you're going to need it. And he laughed and then he walked out the door and the buzzer didn't go off. 
So I went, oh, the buzzer must be broken. And I stood there for a minute and I watched this man. We had these two big bay windows. So there's a window here and a window here. And there was some brick wall that was literally maybe about this thick. And then there was this alleyway we had right next to the store. And there was a camera pointing down at the sidewalk in front of the store and then down the alleyway. I could see you when you were in that area. So as he was walking, I'm standing there going, no, like something's wrong. Like this guy needs an ambulance or something. So I grab my phone and I go to run outside. I open the door. The buzzer goes off and I just about shit myself because like it freaked me out, startled me so much. I turn. He is gone. And I went, where did this guy go? There's no cars on the street. This was a few seconds. There's no way he got in a car and drove off without me seeing him. Like, I can see down the street. There's no cars. I checked all the locks on all the buildings like that were near there because we had an apartment building upstairs. It was locked. I said, okay, he didn't get in that way. I went to all the stores down the street. No one seen anyone all day. I went upstairs and knocked on every tenant's door. I was like, did you see an older guy? They said, no. Went back downstairs and I was puzzled. I said, "What? where did this guy go? Like, there's no way. He must, like, oh, he must have gotten in a car or something, you know? And I didn't really think anything else of it. And I got back to doing my thing and then I just had this, like, chill down my spine. And I was like, I'm going to check the security footage. So I start checking through the security footage. <laughs> and all of this, all I have is my word. That's the kind of the unfortunate part about it. I, I would give anything to have this security footage. Because I watched the security footage as this guy walked around the store. And I saw his like, almost like he kind of transformed into an old dude who could barely move. And I watched on the security footage, this guy walk out of the store, walk down the street. He stopped, looked up at the freaking camera, smiled, and then kept walking, and then he freaking disappeared. Now, to this day, I rationalize in my mind that he must have gone in the apartment building somehow. That's the only explanation I have. Because the other explanation... I don't like that explanation. <laughs> um, yeah. Some people have said to me, you had a conversation with a spirit, like yeah. full on conversation. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. I mean, but... a crematorium, right? That's. Fuck man. That's a lot of unrested, unrested energy. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? It's like, is this the th- spirit that, greets everybody who comes in is this old man because then i was like i'm just curious like has anyone else encountered this guy and no one recognized like when i described how he looked no one in the street knew about him and i tried contacting the original like the businesses that were there before and i wasn't able to get a hold of them um but like to this day that one still kind of bugs me to this day because like he couldn't have gotten up the stairs in the apartment building without me catching him. Dude could barely move. So, so I'm just like... The meter change when you ask him about the crematorium. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't like that one. That one, but that one will keep me up at night sometimes. Uh, <laughs> like, if you get me really liquored up and I tell that story at a party, I don't sleep that night. It's crazy. Like, it's just yeah, that one. That one still bugs me. <laughs> Does that bug you more than the old lady, or kind of because the old lady one, I rationalize that in my head pretty easily. That was just an evil spirit that wanted to hurt me. But like the old dude thing, it's like. What did he want? Yeah. What was that? What was up with that? Or like, was it really just some crazy old dude who got into the apartment somehow? Or was it some older guy who was just kind of having some fun with me? Right? Yeah. Like, wouldn't be that hard to do that. But like, where did he go? That's a thing. That's more my thing. And like, you know, I, I, um, we we had like the security footage we had like we, it wasn't recorded so like um like i should say it wasn't recorded it was recorded in the system but we couldn't transpose it off of the system so like i rewatched that footage a lot and i would have other people watch that footage and be like what do you think happened here and like nowadays like i would know how to pull that footage off pretty easily so like I would give freaking anything to be able to upload that footage and be like, what do you guys think happened here? Because this has kept me up at night over the last six years. <laughs> Crazy, man. Uh, what do you do if he pops up again at the school? Run. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. I mean, Run really far. Them kids are on their own. I'm not yeah. dealing with that. <laughs> Definitely something up in the music store, man. I used to work at a cemetery yeah. before. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't have it. anything interesting happen to me. I mean, really? Huh? Okay. See, I would figure that you're kind of asking for it at that point. Like, if yeah. you're working at a, like, I figured that would be just a hot. But well, then, but then again, you think about it. Hopefully, for the most part, everyone that is laid to rest in a cemetery is at peace, right? That's the whole point of it. Whereas. A disembodied spirit is not at peace. <laughs> That's why the cemetery, they're... the cemetery was in the hood, uh, and there was like a lot of people that would die, like drive-by shootings and all oh shit, people. okay, a lot of crazy shit, man. I mean, a bunch of crazy shit. So I don't think all of them were like rested, rested, you know. Okay, fair I mean, enough. Okay, yeah. The majority was older people and you know elderly, but then you would get a couple of. People, you know, that would come in and it was like a drive-by shooting or it was a horrible accident. Yeah. Or, I don't know, man. I don't like thinking about it sometimes. It's not like, you know, I think about it. I'm like, I don't even know how I did it back then. But that's yeah, I, that's something I could never do. I, I was there for a year, man. That's crazy. I was there for a year, and it's just you look back to it, and I'm like, man, you know, I don't, you know, I'm glad I didn't experience anything weird there. But it was always so, you know, it was always cold, you know. There was always like a mist and like a fog, like in the morning. Yeah, that was always super creepy, especially when it would rain. And then the office that was like a, what they would call a family service counselor. So I oh, okay. When people would come in with a with a deceased, you know, when someone had passed in the family, I would help arrange the whole burial service and kind of guide him through the whole burial service. And, yeah, it's crazy, man. Crazy. Well, and that's it too, right? Like you know, everyone and everyone has such a has a cool story, right? Like you know, I, I mean, if 
I, I was curious how you got into doing this podcast. And like, that's something that I, I think personally that at some point I would like to have you on the harder show to tell your story because oh, like, yeah, I'm definitely. interested in how you started your podcast and your experience and everything too. Right. Like that's, that's cool for me to hear about. And I want to hear about it. So like, I, I think officially I want to extend the invite to you that we're, we're going to have to, uh, we're gonna have to make that happen. Yeah, man. Whenever, whenever you're ready, let me know. And then we'll, we'll connect again. I mean, yeah, I definitely want to get get you on again and, and talk more about. I have another podcast I run, run with my brother. Uh, we talk about like futuristic technology and you know the latest. Uh, oh, and, that's awesome! And, like tech and, and and futuristic ideas, but it's smart all, guy stuff. Well, not really. I mean, we don't know. About <laughs> it. We just look at the articles, like you know the shit that's coming, and you know hotels being built in the moon. But it'd be cool to have you on as a guest and just kind of shoot the shit with us. It's more like us shooting the shit, bro. We just Okay. You know, either high or you know, I'm either high or drunk, and we just shoot the shit about news articles, and we have a segment called the the wild card, where it's just crazy ass stories we find online. That sounds like a time. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in 100. percent That sounds like it could be a good time. <laughs> yeah. So we'll definitely connect again. Um, plug your socials, man. Let the people know where they can find you. Sure. So for me, um, if you guys are interested in the harder show content, you know, I do a lot of music interviews, but also interviews with content creators like Mike and, you know, uh, everyday people that I think just have an interesting story, local businesses. I do music reviews, uh, paranormal stuff, kind of, like I said, a little bit of everything. Uh, you can check it out anywhere you find your podcast at the harder show. It's harder H O D D E R. Uh, you can also find me on so all the social medias under the hotter show. If you're interested in the dread files, which is my mostly Reddit horror story account, you can find me on Reddit, obviously under the dread files or on Instagram under the dread files. If you want to follow me personally, you can find me as TJ hotter on uh, all social media. And I like podcasts and metal. That's been all I got. <laughs> definitely check this man out. He's very talented in everything he does. And that's a wrap for the show, man. Awesome. Thank you so awesome. much, dude. It's seriously been a pleasure. I really appreciate it.